0: The Lord, isn't it? It is a true blessing. It's a true blessing and humbling to come speak before you. Man, these lights are bright. <laughs> it is a blessing and I'm an honored. thank you so much, Pastor Tony, for your leadership and your guidance. And I'm so happy to um, and, and blessed and humbled to be up here to speak before you. Um, you don't take this lightly to come speak the, the word in this house, and so I do not. And I thank you for that. Um, I'll tell you a little about myself. Um, I was in the, I was for 15 years. And I got a lot of stories, but the story that I have the most is that um, my has to do with my lesson. Can't go through life on a kayak. You can't go through life by yourself. You need to have people with you, people around you. But you got to figure out who's on the boat with you because you're going to have different people. I have to tell you a story about a friend of mine. We went out on the lake. We decided that we were gonna entertain some guests. I was 21, and we decided that uh, we'd go out on the lake on the boat, and uh, we borrowed it from a friend of ours. Now, here's the issue. I'm not really good at listening. Katrina um, can tell you that. You can tell me things, and I tend to just forget. So, or I just don't listen sometimes. This is really weird, but it, it, it was 21, and I think I've outgrown that a little bit. Um, but he was talking about the boat and everything that was on it, how to take it, off the, um, take it off and put it in the water, and all the buttons and everything. And I really wasn't listening. So we went out, uh, pulled the boat up to the, the boat dock, and we are going to put it in the water. Now, I don't, I'll let you know right now, I don't know how to back a boat up. <laughs> it's really hard to do when you're jackknife and the boat's going crazy. And so after about 30 minutes, some guy got out of his truck and said, hey, let me do this for you. So he came over and, and we backed it up, we put it in, and we put the boat in the water and put the truck back and The life, ja- life jackets were actually still in the truck. Now one of the ladies said, hey, we should get the life vest. Now I said something that only a 21-year-old guy, and uh, it's hard to believe that I was a little cocky back in the day, the only thing a 21-year-old person would say is, why do you need a life jacket? I'm here. Now, I don't know exactly what that means to this day. I don't know exactly what I meant when I said that. But we went out, and we were like, okay, we went out skiing, and we're having a good time, and there was storm clouds in the distance. So I thought, let's go this way. So we went that way. We're having fun. As we kept skiing, we, the storm clouds were coming closer and everybody had already left the lake. So I said, like, oh, we went want to head in. It's kind of hard to do because the storm was already coming our direction. So then we started going through. I'm going through the storm. I'm full throttle. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't do that. And I'm just going through and we're just And I remember it because my buddy, was, when we talked to me on the phone about it, about the story, we were laughing because he said, do you remember what you said? And I said, yeah. I said, no, not really. And then he said, oh, and then I remembered one of the ladies had turned around and said, hey, are we okay? And I said with a straight face, we're good. I got this. I've done this a thousand times. <laughs> Clearly, that's a lie, because whenever I say that to people now, I'll let you know right now, if I ever say it, I've done this a thousand times, it means I have never done it. So, so <laughs> as, um, as we we're going through, and my buddy came over, he, he leaned over. He looked at me and said, hey Jay, are we good, man? And I remember this moment. We looked each other in the eyes. I looked at him with a straight face and I said, We should have brought this (laughs) like (laughs) this. Needless to say, we actually did find the dock. He actually had a big red truck. We we got it in. And I I knew that at that moment, I probably should have been on that boat. But I will tell you this it is very difficult to put a boat back on on land, back on the truck on the trailer in a storm. But it's really hard when you don't know how to put a boat on a trailer. So that's kind of where we were at. But I'll tell you this right now. My my, my lesson today is who's on the boat with you? It is very important to know who's on the boat with you. It is very important because who you have on the boat with you will determine if you go where God needs you to go. You see, there are different people different people that are out there. You have different people that are, are negative. They're stuck. They're stuck in one place. Most people are negative. People that will put people down. See, negativity will actually cause you to be negative and will bring you down. You see, there are people that are going the wrong way. We know those people that are just, you're going this way, and all of a sudden they're going that way. They're going the wrong way. Everything, they're doing everything wrong. And I will believe and tell you this, I was on that boat once before. I was rowing fast and hard the opposite way. Thank God I I stopped, but... There are people that are doers. They're go-getters. They're happy people. They're people that are going places. People that will row with you. They will encourage you. These people, people that will stand with you in faith people that will, when you get hit, they'll be there to pick you up. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we need someone that will be with us, stand with us in our spiritual life. Stand with us in times of spiritual need. We need someone like that. I will get and tell you, on your boat, people on your boat matter. Please turn to your neighbor and ask them, who's on the boat with you? You see, <laughs> that was a new one. You see, there are different kinds of people. Jesus had a Judas on the boat with him. I will tell you that. Jesus had Judas because he needed to die for our sins. He had to betray Jesus, but you don't need anybody to betray you. Jesus died for our sins, so you don't need to do that. You see, sometimes, God, God sometimes has a way has, has already has a destination for you. God has the right people, the right destination, and the right boat. When all this is put together, you'll be surprised at the places that you go. Can I get an amen? You see, in the Bible, three places in the gospel, Jesus went away to pray. In Luke 6, 12 and 13, 12 to 13, I'm sorry, one day Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray. He spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them to be apostles. You see, Jesus went away to pray to his father, the people that was going to be with him, because he knew he needed the right people around him. He needed the people because he knew he would have to leave and they would have to continue on without him. You see, it is very important that you... Know who's in your life. You see, you have to. You don't. I don't believe that you fall into people. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say that again. You shouldn't fall into friends. You choose your friends. I will tell you this right now. In my life, I've had the wrong people in my boat. And I don't know how many of you ever prayed to say, "Lord, bring me the right people." But I prayed long and hard a long time to find different people in my life. And I was blessed to come to freedom and find those people. And I will start in the order because, of course, um, first person on my boat, they don't have to come up, but is, was Katrina, my bride to be. She was the first one on my boat and she brought me here. You see, I needed someone to bring me, to point me in the right direction. Along that boat, I met Aaron. Aaron Anthony's. And it built from there, entered my boat, and it made my boat more, more stable. But you see, as I continued on, of course I met Pastor Tony, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> as, uh, but so, the brothers I met, I met brothers all over this church, but I met two brothers that are real tight with me. And you see, when they came on my boat, they changed the direction of my life. I met one brother at the men's conference. Had no idea what the Lord had planned for us. Had no idea this, the way things were going to go. His name was Todd. Todd come here and join my boat. I met Todd because Todd... I met Todd and he was soft-spoken funny, okay. and I consider him my older spiritual brother. Here's your word. <laughs> old. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot. He, I am older than him, but I, spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, you might want to have a seat. You might want to calm down, to calm down. Spirit, spiritually speaking, he's from on that one so they can see you. Okay. Um, spiritually speaking, he's my older brother. you supposed to stay in a boat. Oh, Calm down. <laughs> Watch the waves now. Watch the waves. You see, I needed someone that was going to help guide, help guide. Oh my goodness! I needed someone to help guide me and keep me on track. I met I met Todd, and as our relationship continued on, I met him because we we can um, started a Bible study. And we can started different things. You see, Todd has a way of. Of saying things without saying them. He's like, hey, yeah. hey, did you read this verse or what are you reading? Or, hey, I'm, you know, make sure you know, you're praying on your daily basis and, and you're reading the word. And I always thought, man, he would say that in passing that made me think, I need to start reading my Bible more. I need to start doing this during praying and getting closer to God. But as we continued on, I'm a little stubborn and I had to meet God, I had to put somebody else in my life. That that was that was like the somebody that could punch me in the nose. <laughs> I needed this person. And they were there because I'm a little rough around the edges, they were a little rough around the edges. And we were coming close to God together. And that's Pastor Corey. He'd come down and join the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Corey came to the church um, I met him before, uh, after I met Todd, but it was it's interesting because I really didn't know who he was until he, he became the pastor, and we talked more and more. You've done this a thousand times, right? I've done this a thousand times. <laughs> but I met these men, and these men here have changed a lot. Okay, we're not going to go on a boat ride with these guys. Uh, <laughs> but... these men here I I look at as as leadership and so when I get in the boat (laughs) uh, 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 wait a minute when you get in the boat when I got in the boat with people as we're stating now you see when you get in the boat with people that are going to lead you and guide you in the right way your life is better you grow more and that's what the main thing is, is, who's in the boat with you? You guys can get up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I will tell you again, I will let you know again, who's on your boat with you matters. Sometimes people are stuck. It's crazy. Those people are stuck. We try to cut people off. Sometimes, we, okay. Sometimes we're stuck and we're going to cut people out. But I'll tell you something. God does not make dead weight. God does not make mistakes. God does not, it's not a, a, that people are just bad and, 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 and a waste. Because we don't believe that here at Freedom. We believe that people, we honor everyone. We, we, we believe and sit with anyone. Maybe the people that are that, are that way, of maybe, you see, you're going one way and they're going the other. I look at it as we were going on a plane. You get off what you're on one plane with people, and they're good people, yes, of course, but see, sometimes when you get to another airport, you're going one way and they're going the other. You had to remember that in life. You see, when Jesus healed a doom-possessed man, You see, the demon man, he wanted to come with Jesus. There are many times in the Bible that Jesus had a group of people with him and he would preach. And he'd say, all right, I'm out. And then he'd get on his boat with his 12 and leave. You see, the demon man wanted to come with him. He said, no. Because that wasn't his journey. That wasn't the boat. See, Jesus already had his 12 people on the boat with him. That wasn't... The men. His, his, his destiny was to go out and preach the word and tell what, he, what God had done for him. You see, we look at different parts of the Bible, and you say, well, does it matter who's on the boat with me? Sometimes just being next to somebody that's blessed can bless you. Ask Noah's family. You see, it says in the Bible, Genesis 6, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It didn't say his family, it didn't say anybody else. Shem Ham, didn't say them, it said Noah. But since they were with him, they were blessed and spared. You see, you look at the story of Paul. That's in Acts 27. Paul was on his way to set in trial in Rome with Caesar. I'm going to read this, read this Acts 27, 10. He says, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the sea, to the ship, and cargo, and our own lives also. You see, as the storm possessed more and more, and the men weren't eating, we get down to the next verses, and it says, After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice. And not sell to Creed, then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. Now, I want to stop there for a second because I, I translated this where he says, wait a minute, go ahead, he says, the damage and loss. You would save yourself. And I look at that and I translate that into Greek and it says, and it means, I told you so. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God, to whom I believe and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Those men didn't know God, but they had the right man on the boat with them. You see, thank God he, he was on the boat. You see, you see, you have the right person with you. Sometimes you'll find the people. You'll find the right people that ha- have the hand of God on them. The blessings, the anointing of God in their life. Yes, God has anointed you, but sometimes you come across people that are further along in their faith. Hopeful, a little more upbeat, a little more presence working in their lives. You get connected to those people. I got connected to those people. You see, you, you meet people sometimes that are just blessed, and you need the blessings around you. You need people in your life that are sometimes have the spirit that physically I can see the spirit of God on them. And I will tell you right now that I have met people, men like that. There are quite a few men in, that I've met here at Freedom that have that, that anointing power. Because see, the, the thing is, on, people on your boat is, you want to go some, you want to be on the boat with somebody that is already where you know God wants you to be. You understand what I'm saying? You want, you want that person that, you see them, you see their faith, you see where they're going, you see what God's doing in their life, And you know that's where God wants you to be, so you want to get on that boat with them so you can learn from them. So I met some men here that have done that that in my life. Pastor Tony, come join the boat. (laughs) (laughs) He had no idea this was happening. (laughs) Pastor Tony, I met him, and it's funny that every time we meet, if you want to, you can, if you get kind of nervous. Um, I've done this a thousand times. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I met Pastor Tony, and, and the thing he might forget, and I always remember this, is that I went to the Easter egg hunt, and the first thing he said, first thing he said to me when I met, he says, hey, Jay, I'm, I'm happy to see you. I'm glad that you're here. Now, to some people, that's a small thing, but to me, it's a big thing. He didn't say anything to me. He didn't to speak to me, but he did. And from then, I, I, I saw the, what the, the Lord had done in his life. I see the passion, the love that he had for the Lord. And I knew that's somebody that I had to put in my boat. You see, there's another person has that same effect. He was already up here once. But we're going to bring him again. Pastor Corey. <laughs> These two men, I will tell you right now, put blessings on my life. Watching them. It, it's just amazing when you watch people. And you want to, you want to, you want to emulate what you see. You want to get with someone because you want to learn how they're in, how they're doing, how they're, how they're rowing. You want to, how, how are you getting where you're going? (coughs) These are things that you want to have. You want to have strong people in your boat. You see, i meeting these men on my boat. I will tell you this right now. Before I met these men on my boat and met a lot of people, I had, to get, I had to disembark one boat and get on another boat. And for that boat that I was on, it was very lonely. I didn't have anybody on the boat with me. And so meeting people, I prayed to say, I need to find better people. And so as I, as I was praying and praying, surprisingly, I met these men. And meeting these men opened the door for many men that I have met here. I would say another person that doesn't have to come up here, but that that has very strong ties and I always listen intently when they speak is, is John Gordon, very strong. You see these men like that and you're like, man, I wanna, I wanna know what they know. I, I know where the Lord is taking me. They're already where the Lord is taking me, or wants me to go, so I wanna follow them. Pastor Alicia is another one. When she speaks, she speaks, of, speaks the word of the Lord fluently and very graciously. And I look at that and I'm like, man, I want to, that's where I want to be. You want to put people like that in your boat. You guys can get up. That takes a lot, man. Thank you, fellas. You see, I want to let you know, I, I went to the airport once with a friend of mine. Um, I was traveling with, I was in the military. I was actually traveling with the colonel. We were going to California. And it was very interesting because we didn't have to go through the TSA side. And I was like, oh, this is this is pretty good. So we were walking through, Of course, we had our uniforms on, and we were walking through, and I'm like, man, this is great. And I was, I was so surprised that you know, we we basically could have walked across there with a bomb, but no one, you know, they didn't even check us. They had, like, water and everything, everybody and was jumping up and down. It was really weird, but the one, the next time I went on the flight, I was by myself, and I usually I'll carry something in my military, whatever, so that, you know, maybe I get past TSA, but this time I didn't, and as i was going through TSA, I, I forgot something was in my bag. Now, I was a, I was a young man, and um, I usually had ankle weights and I meant to bring them with me but I forgot but if you ever know what ankle weights look like, it looks like a little with beads in it. So I put that in my bag and I totally forgot. So Some of you can imagine what happened. It's on the bottom of my bag and of course there's like a beep, 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 beep and you know, I'm up and, you know they're doing, they're like, hey, what, you know what's in your bag? And of course I forget, I'm not even thinking uh, weights. And I like, go, oh, uh, so we need to We need to search you. Now, let me explain something to you. There is a big difference between getting frisked and getting searched. (laughs) It is a very big difference. You see, when they're frisking you, it's a little pat here and there. If they're searching you, you're looking for dinner afterwards. (laughs) So, as, 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 as I was going through this, I'm like, man. But then I remembered something. As I, as I look at the story you see it, 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 who's with you matters I had a different experience when I was with, with someone you see you're going to get a different experience when you're with the right people you're with the wrong people I, when I was with, with the colonel when I was a right, right decision I was going straight through when I was not with him I had a different experience but when you're with the right people like I said you have the right people that are going, moving in the right direction people that will stand with you people that will row with you and not turn their back on you. Those are the people that you need in your life. Those are people that you need to row with you. I will tell you about something that's really crazy. Sometimes on your boat, you may have someone on your boat that does not belong on your boat. Um, Jonah might be on your boat. I don't know why, but sometimes you've got people that are going the wrong way or going, they're not going where you're going. He needs to go to Nineveh. But you're not. You see, if you look at Jonah and the story of Jonah, Jonah was running from God. I'll read on with the story here, what it goes here. It says, the seas were getting rougher and rougher. And they asked him, what should we do to make the seas calm for us? He said, pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know it is my fault that this great storm has come upon us. Why doesn't he just jump in? Jonah, why don't you just jump in? I don't don't understand why. Why don't you just jump in? I don't want to throw you in. That's, That's crazy. Instead, the men kept rowing. Instead, the men tried to row back to lane. We do this sometimes. We want to save Jonah. Not not realizing the best thing to do is to put him back in the water, back in God's hands. He goes on to say, but they could not, for the the sea grew even wilder than before. They They cried out to the Lord, please Lord, do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard. And the raging sea grew calm. You see, I want to tell you something. A good Christian would be mad. Why would you throw him in? I can't believe they threw Jonah in overboard. I want to jump in and save him. It is important to understand we are called to help each other, encourage each other, and called to pray for each other. We're not called to save each other. Jesus is the only one that can save. You jump in the water, you're going to hurt ourselves and hurt them. The best thing for Jonah is to get back into Jesus' hands. Let the, let the fish swallow him and get to his destiny. You loving Jonah sometimes means putting him back in the hands of God. Because Jonah has a bigger destiny. Can I get an amen? You see, when you get around the right people, you expose to new experiences. When you get around people that are down, that, are, that don't really have that calling around them, sometimes we have, some of you have been in the same boat for a long time. You've been in the same boat since high school. I had friends in high school that I hung out with, we contacted each other, but sooner or later we had to go in different directions had to get on a different boat. Then I joined the Marine Corps and I, I'll be honest to tell you, I got on the wrong boat many times, fast and, fast and hard. But see, I had, to, I had to go through a lot of storms for me to figure out, okay, this is where I need to go. And I had to put the right people on my boat. So it's not that they were bad people and I looked down on them because you see, you have people in life that are there for a season, some people are there for a lifetime. Some people are there for a reason. I look back at my life and I know because if certain things hadn't happened, I wouldn't be standing here right now. You look back at your life, and you complain about certain things, I wish I had done this, I wish I had done that. I do that sometimes, but then I think to myself, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have a, a beautiful bride to be, Katrina. I wouldn't have a family right here, a freedom life. My two brothers on the boat, an awesome pastor leading me and, and guiding me. These are things that I wouldn't have if something if I took another direction. You see, you look at you look at the Bible sometimes when I talk about getting on one boat and getting on another boat. If you look at James and John that were on their boat fishing, they were fishing on the boat with their father. That was their livelihood, that was everything they were doing. But you see, Jesus came and called them off the boat. It says they immediately got off the boat and followed Jesus. You see, it's not that their father was bad. You see, you you look at it and say, oh, why would they just leave all of a sudden? No, their father wasn't bad. They didn't know who Jesus was, but they knew it was time to leave this boat and jump on another boat. The boat was going to put them in the right destiny. They could have said no. You have a choice to say no. But sometimes you got to realize the Lord has put you in a certain position. I say this to you because sometimes in here, we, we, we come in here and we're like, man, I don't know if the God's on my boat. Why do I need God on my boat? You need God on your boat because he calms the sea. He calms the sea when things are rough. And if you have the right people with you, the seas will stay calm. You see, I want to tell you, Jesus calmed the sea, the story of Jesus calming the sea, we look at it and I look at it and sometimes I think to myself, <laughs> because further further back, Peter walks on water, and I was like, "Well, that's really weird." They wouldn't know that he controls the winds and the waves. But having him on the boat with them, as you see, and that it actually stopped the storm because they had the right person on the boat. They had Jesus on the boat. See, when you're in a storm and you have the right people on the boat with you, as long as all of you are looking at Jesus, the storm is going to go. It's going to be just fine. Everything in life is not always going to be good. Just because you have the right people on the boat with you doesn't mean doesn't mean that it's going to go smooth. You can have the right people on the boat and still go through storms. But long as you have Jesus on the boat with you, guiding your boat, then you will say, oh, okay, everything might not be okay, but it's going to be okay. I tell you, I've been through some storms in my life. I, I didn't think I was going to make it through many, many storms. I didn't think I was going to make it, but by, by the grace of God, I did. Once I put them on my boat, I'm not saying everything is hunky-dory. That's a weird word, but, but uh, everything has gotten better. I put the right people around me because I struggle with certain things, and they help me. I put God in my life, and he helps me a lot. And I ask you today, who's on the boat with you? Who is with you? Who is with you in the seas when the seas get rough? Where is your focus? Is your focus on God? Is everybody in your boat focused on God? But see, I want to tell you this right now. When you're on that boat and you're going a certain direction, make sure that you look back on your boat and bring people along. You see, that's what Pastor Tony does. He reaches back when he's on his boat, and he reaches back and he, he grabs people and puts them on his boat with them. A lot of you have Pastor Tony on your boat with you. A lot of you have different men on your boat because you just don't want to leave people and keep going ahead on your boat. You want to reach back and grab people. You want to pull people up out of the water and put them on your boat because they need that. These are things that we have to do as Christians. I actually you today again, who's on the boat with you? And I I, I came today because I really want to understand with everybody, when you're in here, when you, if you're here and your boat is empty, that's a problem. If you're here and God's not on your boat, that's a problem. There is no reason why here at Freedom Life that you should have an empty boat. Because there's so many people here that will jump on the boat with you. There are people here that are storm ready. We have people in in this building that are, have been in a hurricane five and they're still waiting. We have storm watchers that are ready. They, they, they fly through storms trying to see what, we, see what you need. Don't sit here and believe that, oh, I, don't want, I don't want people to know about what's going on in my life, storms, because I, that's why my boat is empty. No, no, no. Because if you do that, what starts off as a little drizzle turns into a hurricane. Trust me, I know. You see, sometimes we, we need to find people. Sometimes it's humbling. You see, it's, it's uncomfortable. But as I, as I come further into the Lord, I know that you have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable. I ask you today, as the worship tune comes up, as we are, as we are here today, I want everybody to understand something. Who's on your boat matters. And I ask you today, If you don't know who's on your boat, and if God's on your boat, you need to find that. You need to find him, and you need to put him on your boat. I would ask the the prayer warriors to come to the front. And with that, I want you to understand, these people that are standing up in front of you, these prayer warriors, are battle-tested, and they pray with you, and they'll get on the boat with you. They'll make sure that you're okay. They'll keep the oars going. They'll keep paddling because you need people to keep paddling with you. When you stop paddling, they're going to keep paddling. When your boat has leaks in it, they're going to fix those leaks in your boat. So these people are here for that. I don't want you to leave here. I beg you not to leave here. Not knowing who's on your boat. Not knowing that Jesus is on your boat. As as the worship team... Begins to sing. I I I pray that you come forward and find these people to come and say, "I need I need I need Jesus on my boat. I need to put something on my somebody on my boat. I need this, Lord. I need this. This is not a time to walk out lonely. You need to walk out with a family because this is all this is the freedom of my family. As they begin to sing, I I ask you to just come forward and let's find the Lord. Find somebody put God on your boat.